0: Welcome to episode number 24 of Central Intelligence Cinema. In this episode, Jason and I talk all the latest spy movie intel, and then discuss and compare our rankings of all 25 Bond songs. But without further ado, take it away, Pierce! Beg your pardon, forgot to knock.
1: Welcome to the CIC initiating security clearance.
0: My name is Napoleon Solo. Bond. James Bond. Ethan Hunt. Felix Leiter. Media Kuriaki. Identity confirmed. Now, Petit WS7. Welcome to Central Intelligence Cinema, a podcast dedicated to spy movies and secret agent
2: pop culture.
1: Your mission, should you decide to accept it. Remember, nothing ever goes
0: according to plan. Tom, what do you think
2: you're
0: doing? In the British handbouncer expect
2: me to talk yeah baby <laughs> coming to you from an undisclosed location somewhere in the bermuda triangle because we've been gone a while it's central intelligence cinema podcast i'm jason and with me as always is ben hey jason how you doing man i'm doing all right i'm getting back to this little bermuda tan i got uh, it's uh, pretty yeah. good uh uh you know just uh you know Back, glad to be back in civilization.
0: Indeed, indeed. Yes, the boys are back in town. <laughs> I almost wanted to play that on this show, but you know, but we
2: don't we don't get we don't have enough money to play music on no, this show.
0: No copyrights <laughs> and things. So welcome back to the CIC. Yes, we have been gone quite some time. Our last episode was back in October, right after uh, we got to go see No Time to Die. And uh
2: <laughs> Took us that long to recover. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That's that one's been marinating in my head for a while. And uh, I think I'm going to let it marinate for another three weeks or so before I even think about doing any sort of a review about that with you <laughs> let's just say it hasn't aged as well as I would have liked it to have at least in my head so I'll maybe need to watch one more time <laughs> We'll see <laughs> I don't know I could be being a bit harsh on it at the moment it could be one of those things where uh, absence has made the heart grow colder and maybe when I see it again I, I may I may change my tune again.
2: I just look forward to picking on you when we finally do the review. Just oh, give me a little I can't I can't
0: wait. I just can't wait. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Fair <laughs> Cause, enough. Cause for now we've got other fish to fry today. Indeed. we've got a we've got a great conversation on board. We're gonna trade rankings for all of the Bond songs today. And uh I'm sure that'll be an interesting and uh, <laughs> hopefully it won't lead to any confrontations I don't think it will but I think I, I feel think like on a lot not. I think on a lot of notes we'll probably agree actually so yeah
2: I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling the same way on that just based off of previous conversations but uh, it yeah. should prove interesting. Yes,
0: yes indeed but uh, as this is a Intel report we do have some actual Intel to discuss first and uh, should we get into it Let's do it.
1: Looking for a news story? Impress me. Transmitting CIC Intel dossier. they will print anything these days.
0: All right. So into the Intel, since uh, we've been gone for quite a while, there's, there's a bit here and there to discuss, although things got kind of quiet after No Time to Die dropped because that's all anybody wanted to talk about for a while. <laughs> but uh, speaking of No Time to Die, and this is... Again, you know, we've been gone for a little while, so this is kind of older news. But, man, you know, I ordered... So, Amazon UK had a version of the No Time to Die soundtrack on vinyl. It's gold vinyl. Okay. And, and I ordered that, and I was really excited when I got there, and I dropped it on the platter, dropped the needle on it, and tick, tick, scratchy scratch, tick, tick. Like, it was not good quality vinyl. Really? It was bad. And and I thought maybe it was just me. Maybe I just had like a bad copy or something. And I was on Twitter and sure enough, our, our good old friend, uh, Alan J. Porter, he had bought the exact same copy of the soundtrack and he had the exact same issue. Uh-huh. And then somebody else chimed in on top of that. So apparently that is not... <laughs> That is not a great copy of the soundtrack. So that has been relegated to uh merely a uh, a thing that I can show off on my wall, but I probably won't ever play that again, sadly. It's just... That sucks. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I don't know who they, you know, worked with to, to make that vinyl happen, but...
2: You know, it, it's funny because if only they had another medium, which you could listen to stuff, I don't know, like say digitally, where you get <laughs> almost complete replication of the sound that was intended. <laughs> I mean, gosh, when were we ever going to get to that level of technology? Man? I have no, I have no
0: idea. I have no idea. You know, what'd be really cool is if, if you got to a point where on top of that digital thing, you wouldn't even need an actual file. You could literally just, I don't even know what the word for it is. Maybe stream, hmm, uh, like stream like like it, water. It, it would come in like a stream and, and okay, you would just hear okay. it as it arrives to your house Or to your Um, device.
2: Hey, look, hey, 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 this is a spy podcast, not a Star Trek podcast. Not a science fiction. You need to stand back with that. Whoa, look at the future crap that you're talking about.
0: Come on, man. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. I just figured I'd warn anyone who uh, was considering Considering buying that. You may want to think again. You may want to go with the standard black vinyl instead. Because uh, you'll probably get a better product. So,
2: or you know, CD, or get a CD, or just or stream pick it over streaming Spotify. service of your of right. your choice, and uh, go that yeah. route rather than that old dinosaur, which literally might be made out of dinosaurs. Uh, hey, <laughs> although uh, I've heard that disproven, but you know, I wanted to make the joke. Anyway. <laughs> Please continue. I'll try and be better behaved. <laughs> All right then. Well, moving on to something uh,
0: that actually has happened more recently. We got a new trailer for a new spy movie <laughs> called Operation Fortune Woo! with, I don't know why they needed to add Rustigare de Guerre as the secondary title. Was it really necessary? Operation Fortune
2: kind of just rolls right off the tongue. I don't know why you need. It feels like they're trying to do a crappy spy novel type of thing, you know, where they would put uh, okay. the character's name. And then there had to be a title to, well, even James Bond has it sometimes. I mean, it's never like, you know, James Bond, Moonraker, but I mean, you know, um, what am I thinking of? Like Remo Williams and the adventures of Remo Williams (laughs) or something along those lines.
0: Yeah. So uh, it stars uh, Jason Statham, uh, rapper Bugsy Malone. Um, (laughs) Yeah. josh hartnett and uh most importantly though aubrey plaza i mean i think we okay maybe even more importantly the fact that carrie elwis and hugh grant are in this movie together i just wish they were like facing off because i don't think they are like based on the trailer carrie elwis essentially plays like m or control or whatever that type of role or as you mentioned uh
2: Oh yeah, basil. Basil,
0: more <laughs> of a basil role <laughs> than than an emerald. But uh, I mean, I think it'll be fun. It's Guy Ritchie directed, so it's it's going to be halfway decent. I'll watch yeah, it no, right out
2: right out the boot, every the gate. It's going to be it's going to be a decent film. Whether it's a good spy movie, who knows? Yeah, it looks like it's definitely going to be very kind of tongue in cheek. Kind of playing with like a like a Guy Ritchie version of Austin Powers, I hate to say, but yeah, uh, I would rather watch a Guy Ritchie version of Austin Powers than a Mike Myers version of Austin Powers. So I think at this point, yeah,
0: I think I'm in agreement with you on that. I My only wish is that uh, I just wish they would have cast somebody other than Jason Statham. I just think I think you could have really pushed the movie into a higher maybe uh, echelon with, with
2: somebody with a little bit more range, <laughs> but I don't think, I don't think that's what they're going for. Probably I think not. Most guy, Richie movies, the supporting cast is about the acting and the main character is about letting them act too. It's good. just
0: yeah, it's just Which a vehicle. Jason for, Statham
2: is very good at <laughs>
0: He is good at that. He is good <laughs> at the guy that just sort of propels the story forward and then everybody else reacts and he, does all the real acting work. <laughs>
2: he knows his wheelhouse. That's why he came off as such a great actor in the Expendables movies cuz look who he's playing against. <laughs> <laughs> true. That is very true. <laughs> so uh
0: yeah, so that's scheduled to um, drop early Next year, I'm going to skip around just a little bit here uh, because there was one other trailer that. Well, there's been new little bits and pieces kicking around now for uh, the movie The 355. Um, Oh, my goodness. I had such
2: high hopes for that from that teaser. Yeah. It just looks like. I, uh...
0: I don't know if like it's just because. okay, I have to always remember that trailers are not cut by the same people that make the movie. Right, And I kind of wonder if like studio heads were like, well, just get all the cool spy tropey things and make sure they're all in the trailer because that's what it felt like the trailer was. And it was just like, ugh, yeah, it made their performances even look bad. I just, oh, it's not looking good now. I mean, I'll probably still watch it. I don't know if I'll watch it in the theater at this point, yeah. but I had high hopes for that as well. It's just the trailer does not look great.
2: I think that the problem is, is that that you have to have somebody like a Guy Ritchie on the helm to get that many people in a movie and make it good.
0: Yeah. And actually give it what it needs.
2: Yeah. And I feel like you've got all of this talent in what is more or less just a basic spy team up movie. Yeah. I kind of wonder
0: if like maybe the writing is the failing. I mean, I, Maybe, you know, we haven't actually seen the movie, so it's hard to say.
2: That's true. We could exactly. be pleasantly
0: surprised. Yeah.
2: But, you know, I just watched all well, I, I should say. I attempted to watch this movie called Gunpowder Milkshake on Netflix. Oh, dear God. Yes. I. Which on paper looks also, really good.
0: Yeah. I also tried to watch that.
2: And tried. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I like Karen Gillan and yeah. I like Lena Headley and I even like. Uh, Paul Giamatti. This seems like a oh no oh no, no. Yeah. yeah why why is her mother English but she has an American accent? <laughs> I, that was what should have been my first indicator. <laughs> I got about maybe thirty minutes into that movie at the library. Yeah, and I'm like, yep, I can't do it. Yeah. I cannot do it. Yeah, and so you know, there are so many movies that come out that look good on paper
0: hmm Have a great resume, and then yeah,
2: and the trailer is cut excellently. You're like, man, I gotta do this, and right. then you're like, why did I spend money on this?
0: <laughs> yeah, rough, but who knows? Maybe the three five five will be better than the trailer. We'll see. But that comes yeah. out early next year too. That's one of the first yeah. ones out the out the gate next year, actually.
2: All the good spy movies don't come out until the end of the year for mm-hmm. some
0: reason. Or in September September is the next uh, Mission Impossible movie. Which, Honestly,
2: they should just release them both back to back at this point.
0: <laughs> well, funny you mention that, Jason, because we just oh. happen to have a, a Mission Impossible beat in this uh, Intel report. <laughs> <laughs> uh, December 15th marks the 10th anniversary of my favorite Mission Impossible movie, <laughs> Ghost Protocol. Um, so that's kind of fun. Also, in uh, Tom Cruise news, um, there were a bunch of photos on Twitter this past week of Old Tommy boy hanging upside down from a World War II biplane. Yeah. for And this is for shooting on uh, Mission Impossible 8. And uh, there's a little blurb from publication. I'm, I'm not going to uh, utter the name of, especially being a <laughs> Liverpool fan. But anyway, um, the blurb was Tom had started to learn to fly a Boeing Stearman biplane earlier this year for a major stunt scene in Mission Impossible 8. It's obviously a highly skilled task, but as usual, he has no plans to cut any corners or bring in a stuntman. Filming has only just wrapped on Mission Impossible 7, but Tom has not given himself a break. And trying to film a jaw-dropping scenes with an 80-year-old plane is particularly dangerous. Well, no shit. <laughs> Tom Cruise Tom, is going to Tom Cruise, man. It's what when, he you're,
2: do. when you're a highly programmable android... <laughs> it's you, very easy for you to do things that other people cannot do.
0: That's right. Even when you're, you know, 60 years old or almost 60, how old is he now?
2: Well, I don't know. I think this particular model may only be about 10.
0: <laughs> this, this version, this update, <laughs> this is the latest Tom Cruise update. <laughs>
2: you, you know what? No one can ever accuse Tom Cruise of not committing to his craft. No shit. The dude, if he could, if they could have convinced the Navy to let him learn how to fly an F-14 in Top Gun back in '86, he would have learned how to fly an he, F-14. He
0: absolutely would have done it. You know, cheers to him because he has saved us from so many bad face replacement, mm-hmm. bad face replacement CGI, a la Skyfall. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just does the shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, and I just. I think now it's a matter of how long he can
0: continue to do it. I am. I'm waiting for like one really bad injury to happen. That's what That's I'm. all kind it's going to take. Yeah.
2: Because well, I mean, it sounds that like age- that ankle that ankle injury he got from the the current one probably could have shut everything, you know I mean his yeah. career down from that standpoint. I'd be like, nah, I can still do stunts with it on, no problem. <laughs> well, if Daniel Craig can do it, and he's yeah. like 80 years younger than me, I can do it. <laughs> You know what I think uh, I'll go on record as saying? I think that Mission Impossible 10 is going to be the last one. You think so? I think Ethan Hunt dies in Mission Impossible 10 because Cruise is going to be 65 probably by the time that comes out, maybe older. See, I hate that you're making this prediction because I
0: know that you're probably right because you're right about everything else. (laughs) No time, but to there's nothing,
2: yeah. Hey, well, <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, 10 iterations of this movie that's true is sufficient. Maybe you hand off the torch to somebody else. You I know. really
0: would love if they if they handed the, the torch off or just let him like play the secretary, let and, him be
2: Anthony Hopkins, slash, right. Angela Bassett, slash, and keep Alec him Baldwin.
0: on and keep him on the like executive producing and and help like let him help produce the movies because the amount of input that he actually gives to those movies is
2: massive i know yeah it's it's very much the movies are very much shaped by him
0: yeah and as an actor yeah and he's so well versed in how to make movies that you want him part of that franchise whether he's acting in it or not i think he knows how to make those movies now but yeah so we'll have to wait until uh 2023 to see what the biplane stunt was all about because that's when eight finally comes to theaters and we don't get seven <laughs> until September 30th of next year mm-hmm. which seems like forever
2: especially forever to wait for Haley Atwell indeed <laughs> oh my oh my
0: oh my <laughs> new thing that uh just dropped not too long ago was the uh, season two of Alex Ryder. Which is now out on IMDb TV and Amazon Prime. Very excited to see that Thomas Levin was back as Yasin Grigorovich, the head of Scorpia. Scorpia. Um, so I've watched the first three episodes, and as opposed to last season, last season I didn't feel like it drug at all, even though there were people that complained that it drug a little bit.
2: I don't feel like that it did either.
0: Um, but I will say that I was a little like I was starting to get impatient with the new season. But man, you get into episode three, things start rolling. So <laughs> hopes are high. We'll we'll do a full review once I've actually once we've both seen the whole season. But um, I'm definitely having to sort of wrap my head around a whole different way of looking at this character for sure, because it's not an origin story. So true.
2: Just taking established stuff and running with it, right? Right, exactly.
0: Um, also, coming our way very, very soon is The uh, King's Man. And uh, along with that, tune in to uh, the CIC's very own refresher course in the form of our review on the original Kingsman movie, The uh, Secret Service. will be working on that very, very soon.
2: Probably before the end of the year, but who knows? Yes. The Bermuda Triangle might be calling again. Yes.
0: No <laughs> shit. With my with my work. It's really too bad that uh yeah, my my CIC job is just like this like side contract gig that's also doesn't pay anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all it's all for the love, people. It's, it's all, all for, the for the love
0: And then uh finally one last little bit here. The uh, gray man is in post production right now. The new um spy movie vehicle that is starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans and directed by the Russo brothers which I'm, I
2: am so all over this damn am, movie. No
0: shit, dude. This looks so so good. Um they were spotted uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans were spotted doing reshoots last week. And reshoots used to have this sort of stigma about oh something's wrong with the movie but th- it's it's a lot more It's kind common. of standard
2: procedure now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think with digital filming, it's not such a, oh, my God, what have they done with the movie? Now it's like, well, of course, they can go back and shoot it because it's digital and it doesn't cost them Mm -hmm. a gazillion dollars to shoot to do a reshoot anymore. So and it could could be a CGI related thing
2: where exactly, you know, whatever they They have to take a they have to take a mustache out or something. (laughs) Exactly. So. Just a, a quick uh,
0: refresher on this movie R- Ryan Gosling is in the primary role of court Gentry a uh, a former CIA agent who is now a freelance assassin being hunted down by his former cohort Lloyd Hansen played by Chris Evans.
2: Court. Gentry. Gentry. (laughs) That sounds like a Douglas Adams character.
0: (laughs) Is the number 42 in
2: there somewhere? (laughs) I don't know. But, you know, it's funny looking at this. I just thought, wouldn't it be funny if it was Ryan Reynolds instead of Ryan Gosling? (laughs) It's a whole different movie when you do that. It is a whole
0: different movie. It becomes a lot more snarky. (laughs) The uh snark factor ratchets up about (laughs) 10 times. (laughs) Speaking about snarky things, I have one last little surprise that Jason doesn't know about. Ooh. Um, this is the most ridiculous shit ever. So there was an article that recently came out um, about the future of No Time to Die. Or not not the future of No Time to Die, the future of James Bond, rather. I'm sorry. Oh, dear. Yeah. And oh, my goodness. You know, just all the speculation about what's going to happen and all this stuff. And they got a quote from uh, Robert Wade, the illustrious uh, co-writers of bond movies for the past like 20 years now. Uh, Purvis and Wade have basically written every bond movie since Pierce jumped on board. but they're now they don't write bond movies anymore. They officially had just you know had said that they were gonna stop working on bond movies once this once no time to die came out. So okay. I'm kind of of the opinion that they're just like, saying whatever crazy shit comes into their head now to the press, like just as a just as a laugh, they literally said this. Th- this is what Robert Wade said. He said, I think everybody's got a theory and it's great. It just shows you what affection they have for the character. It's a cultural icon that they have a stake in the future on. I think nothing is ridiculous. They're all valid. And then he says, I think the clues are clearly there in Casino Royale when Vesper says, I love you, even if all that's left of you was your little finger. That's my theory. That's all that's left of Bond. And then they clone him from that little
2: finger. <laughs> I, I know people can't Can see you? my face right now. but What the fuck? Yeah.
0: He's trying to say that after the spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen No Time to Die Yet. So he's trying to suggest that after Bond was blown to smithereens on the island, that they recovered his finger and cloned him. And that's how they're going to restart Bond.
2: <laughs> There's no it's, way he's serious. There's no it's way. Pretty fucking brilliant, but yeah, no, 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 <laughs> You you could do it in the movies, but Daniel Craig is just, you can't make him younger. Nope. You,
0: you, you definitely can't. Not at this point. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, uh, wow. <laughs> that one came across my desk and I was like, oh, we're, we're definitely going to talk about this just for a half a second.
2: That, that, that's pretty great. Uh, that that's that's the writers trolling on a level that only Hollywood writers control.
0: Yeah, indeed,
2: indeed. <laughs> well, with that,
0: uh, I'll have a, a mild uh, moment of puberty re- <laughs> reaching me again in my voice. Well, with that, <laughs> hold on a moment. I guess we'll get into our uh, Bond theme song ranking. Well, hello. So real quick, uh, I didn't talk to you about this, and I, I wasn't sure. I don't even know what you have on your on your rankings here, but... You're not supposed to, doy. Doy. Um, I had a real moment of, okay, is the official theme song of Honor Majesty's Secret Service the instrumental, or is it We Have All the Time in the World?
2: Well, that's what I use, was We Have All the Time in the World.
0: Oh, so that's the same. It's the same one.
2: Yeah, so we're like, fine.
0: I'm talking about like um on the soundtrack for Honor Majesty's Secret Service, nerd the the instrumental is considered more of the actual theme nerd!
2: song, <laughs> and we just agreed that we have the same song on the list. Let's just run with it,
0: okay? All right, we'll just
2: and if and if one of our tens of listeners wants to nitpick, please nitpick. Yes. We would love to engage in a conversation with. Indeed. Indeed. So I was thinking, because we're such a highly well-produced show here that we obviously discussed this beforehand. Of course. (laughs) um, I was thinking we would do first our our top five. Okay. And discuss. Okay. And then we would do our bottom five
1: and and discuss.
2: Because I don't want to discuss. All fucking 25. Excuse my (laughs) F-bomb.
0: All right. That is a
2: lot of thinking going on. All right. I think we should go from,
0: we should do the worst part first, though. Okay. I like it. Let's do it. I guess that means I would start at 20 or 21.
2: Are we going from lowest to high? Oh, gosh. We're going the wrong direction. So, yeah, I guess we would go from 21 to 25, with 25 being
0: the absolute worst. The absolute worst. Yes. All right. Okay. So. For me <laughs> and this and I I you know I, I moved some things around and also one of the things that I took into account when I was ranking these was not only whether or not it's a quote unquote good song but also just is it forgettable or is it memorable how much do I listen to it how much do I not want to listen to it because there's some songs that are arguably good songs but I just mm-hmm. don't want to listen to them and Absolutely, that, And so that may have like sent those titles down the rankings further. So that, that yeah. definitely affected, you know, what I chose, but uh, yeah. So I'll just get into it. Okay. All right. so, so number 21 towards the bottom of this list is the license to kill song by Gladys Knight. As much as I love Gladys Knight and know that she is a icon of soul music and R and B music, that song is Fucking terrible! I saw it on a list. There was, you know, everybody's got a fucking list. Every, every, every blog on the internet has a list that ranks all these songs, and one of them put "License to Kill" way up,
2: like really high. And I'm like, are you serious? And we call those people crack smokers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like it is so. It is such a dated sounding song. Like it has no elements that feel classic to me. It's one of the last songs I even remember is even a Bond song,
2: mm-hmm. and therefore <laughs> it was. It's it's like Gladys Knight was trying to do her Tina Turner impression. Yeah, <laughs> and all I kept thinking when I was listening to it was this: go go up a little higher on the list to, to, to her, her song from what was the other one from? Uh, oh, World is Tina, not enough. The, the Tina yeah. Turner did "Gold Yeah, "Gold That's right. Yeah. Go, go go see that one. <laughs> <laughs> Gold and I nearly
0: made my top five. It I'm got sorry. real close. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's my number twenty one. What did you come up with?
2: Uh, from Russia with love. <laughs> oh, harsh.
0: that is the
2: that is one of the least Bondy sounding songs that uh, that are in this entire list. Now Ouch. I'm going to tell you, Ouch. you listen, you listen to these all the time. That's because true. they're your jam. Yeah. I looked at it purely from a, does this sound like a James Bond song standpoint? Okay. And does it sound like something I would listen to if it wasn't? So I used very much the same kind of protocol for that. All right, But I, cool. graded, I graded all of these based off, and I will tell you right now, based off of Goldfinger, because I think Goldfinger is the prototypical Bond song. Okay, and so how well it related to that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. kind of get put where I at, and this just sounds like somebody like, can we get Dean Martin? What do you mean, (laughs) Dean Martin's taken from Russia? Who's this guy? Matt Monroe? Yes.
0: All right. (laughs) From Russia with love was number eight actually for me.
2: Okay. Okay. (laughs) So in
0: the body, I think I was biased though because I love the movie from Russia with love so much.
2: And when I graded it so low, I'm like, Ben's not going to agree with this one.
0: <laughs> All right. Fair enough. No, you know, I understand that because I've, I've seen other, like I said, I, I, you know, looked at a bunch of other lists on the Internet and that that one does not fare well on across the board on any list. It doesn't make the movie bad. No, that's true. And there are other songs on this list. I'm looking at you, Sam
2: Smith. (laughs) Yep. Anyway,
0: number 22. Number 22. 22 for me is Tomorrow Never Dies by Sheryl Crow. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that I can't stand Sheryl Crow to begin with. But also, it's just not very Bondian to me. And it, I don't know, it just doesn't hit the spot for me at all.
2: That's fair. I got. I had it at number seventeen, so not very okay. highly placed. Okay. I kind of felt like it had good potential, but it had the wrong singer. Yeah, Cheryl Crow should not sing anything that has to do with a movie. She has yeah. one speed, and it's a good speed for her speed. Yeah, it's
0: like it's like Cheryl Crow should only be singing about like dusty bars and driving down the road in a pickup truck. That's broken down. That's broken down.
2: Yeah. You know, that, that's having sex exactly. with Eric Clapton or, you know, <laughs> Lance Armstrong, w- whatever you need. But not Bond. She's no, just not God, Bond. No. God, no. Uh, well, I'll tell you, at number 22, I had the all-time favorite uh, from Gladys Knight as well. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, again, I felt like, why did they just get Tina Turner? Yeah. Yeah. Or why? Or better yet, why don't you let Gladys Knight sing like Gladys Knight? Yeah, totally. If they'd arranged this like a Gladys Knight song instead of a Tina Turner song, it might have been a lot better. Well, and the other thing is it's also produced in a very 80s
0: sort of way instead of like leaning into a more classic approach to it.
2: Exactly.
0: And I feel like most it's very, very, very difficult to make a current sounding Bond theme song. Mm hmm that stands the the test of time like you know like whatever era you're in whether it's the 80s or the 90s or the 2000s or whatever if you try and go modern with it chances are it's gonna fade away it's gonna be a forgettable theme song that doesn't stand the test of time that's why things like Billie eilish's new song has a lot of classic elements to it that will keep mm-hmm. it from being quite so forgettable as things like the
2: Gladys Knight song. But you know, it, it's sort of allegorical to the movies. I mean, I, I love yeah. Timothy Dalton, but they are so 80s action movie and not James Bond that the theme song almost kind of like, yeah, well, it's an 80s action movie, so we better have an 80s action movie theme song to go along with
0: it. Right, right. And I, so-
2: I, I always hate to say that those movies are forgettable because I know that they're near and dear to your heart for one thing. And especially I living love daylights, Timothy yeah. Dalton. Mm-hmm. Right. But both of those movies were kind of stinkers well, because they they were drug movies. I,
0: I, I think that you could have cut the entire drug story out of the living daylights and it wouldn't have suffered at all. In fact, it probably would have made it better. And that's part of the, re- I just, I love the living daylights. I do. So. <laughs> now,
2: well, so, on that note, let me tell you what my number 23 is.
0: <laughs> that does not surprise me because I know you've slated the living daylight. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> what a horrible piece of garbage. In my notes on my list, I have one word nope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen and I think this is a, a reflection of our slight age difference but I actually kind of <laughs> like the Aha song no, a little bit No
2: you don't when we when we reviewed the movie you kept saying how much you thought the other song that didn't make it into the movie Well that's true was that, better. Is,
0: that is true that is very very accurate now I will say the living daylights song by Aha was number 14 on my list so it's it's down there it's just not in
2: the final <laughs> 10. <laughs> wow. I had some other ones in there. You could definitely see where Ben is looking at these things and where Jason is looking in, at these things. In,
0: indeed. Indeed. So, <laughs> so that was your number 23. Yep. Okay. So, my number 23 was The Man with the Golden Gun by Lulu because it's just such a bad. Rip-off of a Shirley Bassey song. Like it's it's it wants to be a Shirley Bassey song really bad, but it's not Shirley Bassey.
2: No, and, that's funny. I have that in my notes too.
0: And the lyrics are so <laughs> fucking bad on that song, yes. too. The lyrics themselves are terrible on The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah. It's just it just doesn't roll off. You know what the thing is? Is like they didn't even need to make a song that has the title of the movie in it. They could have made a song that didn't even You know, if you think about half of the the songs on this list, they're not all movie titles. No. Okay. well, okay. a lot of them are a lot of them are. But but there are some that aren't. And a lot of the ones that aren't are better. Or maybe it's just the fact that The Man with the Golden Gun is such a long title that like trying to convert that into a song (laughs) is really awkward.
2: (laughs) Right. So if they got another route, it would have been better. Yes. (laughs) You know, maybe like, you know, this guy used to play Dracula. And now he's (laughs) playing a bad guy. And the other guy used to be the saint, but now he's playing another good guy. Something like that. Something Something like that. that. Sure. Of course. Well, I will will tell you right now, uh, the man with the golden gun was number 19 on my list. Okay. um, Noting that, uh, what if Shirley Bassey went go-go? (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, that's a, so. that's a good shout right there <laughs>
2: uh, um so I, i'll i'm gonna go ahead and do my 24 and then i'll let you okay. do 25 because we're right. we're sort of doing it that way yes
0: uh, well we flip-flopped tw- we flip-flopped after uh
2: because <laughs> i had to man it was a good segue it was a good segue <laughs> uh anyway number 24 on my list Die Another Day by Madonna.
0: <laughs> All the hardcore Bond fans will will applaud that that shout from you. Because her best Mo-
2: Bond song was an Austin Powers, the Spy <laughs> Who Shagged Me.
0: That uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna get slated for this one. Uh, Die Another Day was number 19 for my for me. I thought I do think that it's a little bit better than some of these ones we're talking about. Just. It's def-
2: definitely a better song to listen to than a lot yes. of them.
0: Yes. And so I think that's part of it. I think it just the listenability, like I will listen to die another day, any day over like the Gladys Knight song or the Cheryl Crow song.
2: Absolutely. So. In fact, you know, you look, you can listen to it as a Madonna song and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, what as it a is. Movie theme. It's not very as, good at all. Yes, that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit too much. I hesitate to say techno because that's not really but it it's a little too produced I think. Yeah, it's, it's a little taste. over
0: overproduced and poppy and Yeah. No, I definitely get that. So number 24 for me. Okay. Or do you have a prediction?
2: No, 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 no. Keep going. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, ju- I was I was about to jump the shark. Never mind. Keep going. Okay,
0: Jason's looking over at me like he's <laughs> about like I thought he was about to predict. Oh, I'm I pretty a-
2: sure. I'm pretty sure number twenty five is the same for both of us. But please oh, continue is. with twenty four. It, it, it absolutely is. Please continue with twenty four. Absolutely
0: is. So twenty four for me, and I think this is like on account of PTSD when I first saw the movie when I was God, how old was I when I saw Octopussy? I can't even remember anymore. Anyway, it's all time high by Rita Coolidge. That song <laughs> is the most all time high is the most un Bondian song I've ever heard. It, it absolutely is. It does not sound even remotely like it. There's nothing. There's no element in that song that sounds Bondian to me at all. Nope. I absolutely hate it. And what's funny is, is that I champion Octopussy, even though a lot of people. Really hate that movie. I love Octopussy just for a million different reasons that I'm sure at some point we'll get into when we review the movie. But that song is horrendous. It is so just drab. And like it's every worst part of the 70s that I don't want to remember. Yeah,
2: yeah. Remember when Helen
0: Reddy did this? Hello? It's just frigging awful. Anyway, (laughs) and finally, I'm pretty sure... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna it. say let's it. do it on,
2: let's do it on three on three yeah One, One, two, two, Three. three. The writings, writings on, on the wall, the wall
0: by <laughs> Sam Smith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And the funny thing about this is is even though the writing is on the wall by Sam Smith is both of our worst Bond theme songs ever, is that if you took his vocals out, I would immediately make it jump up probably by 10 spots. Yeah. Because I've heard the instrumental of this song and it's quite good, but you add his that god awful falsetto to it, I'm out. I can't, I cannot. It's just it's devoid of any sort of like charisma or now. I will say this if somebody else sang that song, it might be a hundred times better. Uh, a female yeah. singer, I think if a female singer took that song on, it might actually be listenable.
2: It's that damn, know. it's I... that
0: damn falsetto though. That's what kills me about it.
2: Yeah, I'll go. I'm going to say I'm not a a Sam Smith fan anyway. No, but his
0: his version of what he thinks is R&B is. (laughs) No,
2: I don't know. I just thank you. I'll pass. I I don't think it felt like again. I don't think it felt like a Bond song. No, you know, and even, you know, (laughs) <laughs> we all know how I feel. We all know how I feel about the credit, the opening credits for the, that movie. Anyway, there's way too much octopus tentacle and not nearly enough James Bond or yeah. naked women. But um, yeah, the song is just—it's—it's it's almost as bad as Rita Coolidge. In that, yeah. it doesn't feel like a James Bond song. It just feels like a Keening Whaley boohoo emo just kind of whiny Uh, it's just nothing i don't want a whiny bond song no you know
0: what you want out of a bond song sexiness and cool and trumpets and trumpets trumpets (laughs) help trumpets always help with a mute with a mute (laughs) (laughs) so well that was fun so now we get to now we get to do the the good ones though which i'm very excited about Starting my number, with number
2: five, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, because my number five is a bullet, man. And right. and and I boosted this into new classic status. And I'm hoping that like people go along with it. But for me, number five is View to a Kill by Duran Duran. Oh. I, I think that Duran Duran is the exception to the rule about doing a song that is in a current style, but still somehow makes it a classic Bond song. It is the only one on my list that that I think achieves that. Also, or, or a great are, video to entire, go
2: along with it, <laughs> and a
0: great a great video. The part at the end where like where he goes, the name is Bon, bon. Si- Simon, Simon the Bon, bon.
2: <laughs> and then the Eiffel Tower
0: blows up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I love that song to pieces, man. I love it. Well,
2: I I actually have it at number six. Oh, okay, okay, fair. Because enough. following my criteria, yes. One other song beat it because of my criteria, but it is how you get a popular group to do a James Bond song. Yes. And I'm just going
0: to add, since we haven't had a chance to talk in a while and it's fitting with what we're talking, what I'm talking about right here, Duran Duran just released a brand new album. Did they? They did. And it's fantastic. And I don't say this lightly Because a lot Duran Duran has released some stinkers in their elder years. Yeah, they have. The new album is quite good. And there's a song, there's a song on there. I'm gonna look it up real quick. The name of the new album is called Future Past. And what's great about it is that it sort of incorporates some of the early elements of Duran Duran, but like updates it. And so it it works. It it sounds like great Duran Duran music. I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play this. Just for you, I I won't put it on the podcast, obviously, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm just going to play for you the open to the song called wing because this song, this song wing that's on their new album sounds like it should be on a, on another bond soundtrack. It is
2: okay.
1: Please hold while agent Greenberg listens to copyrighted music that the CIC
0: does not hold license to rebroadcast. Thank you.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean,
0: that song, right? Wing, is so Bondian. If listeners of our podcast, like Duran Duran, in any respect at all, go listen to the song Wing. I would put it in the next Bond movie if I could, if I could have my yeah. way.
2: How do you it's get Wing good. in there, though? A yeah, uh, Wing another day? Uh, <laughs> to eat another wing? On the wings of death? To, to kill? Tomorrow never wings away. <laughs> <laughs> moon winger moon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> live and let wing wait live and let die by wing <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey wait yeah there you go by Paul McCartney and wing <laughs> that's pretty uh, great yes. actually yeah. yeah yeah well my number five in, yes. in sticking with my uh this is how bond songs are done right that criteria uh, right thunderball by mr tom jones mm. That is the prototype of how a dude sings a Bond song, period.
0: That, that is a good shout. And man, I had a really tough time placing that one. I initially had it way up on the list. And then it's I started looking at all the other options. Actually, like the top 12 of my list were the hardest to rank because I rank all of those highly. And, and Thunderball was in my top 12. Uh, you Know My Name by Chris Cornell. We have All the Time in the World. Nobody does it better. Like all those, like, I think, I think on a different day, Thunderball would definitely be in my top five. It was so hard to sort of pick and choose at the moment. It's at number 12, Okay, but I feel bad placing it at number 12, because I think I could easily have jumped it up like five spots and I would feel just as good about it there. Or, you know, it's a great, it's a great song.
2: Oh, yeah. It's the best part of that movie, I've got to be honest, other than Little Nelly. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you, she said Little Nelly, her uncle
0: misses her. Such a great song. Tom Jones. Tom Jones can do no wrong. And didn't he, like, pass out when he sang the final note of that song? Not that he'd ever admit. He would never admit that. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, number four, and you're going to disagree with me on this one is Goldfinger by Shirley Bassey. Because I, I, I made some choices at the top five here where I was like, what are the songs that I really enjoy and just like on a very personal level connect with me? Like, I think if I was trying to be academic about it, Goldfinger would be even further up on the list. Mm-hmm. But because I'm sort of going personal with it, number four seems right for me. So that's that's where I had Goldfinger. Okay. Which has yes. all the elements. I mean, it is the quintessential Bond song.
2: It, it is the Bond song. Yeah. There are all the right reasons. Yeah. Uh, so for number four, for me, I had Skyfall, which Adele did a very admirable impression of Shirley Bassey from Goldfinger. Which is funny because Skyfall is my number three. Which is funny because <laughs> Goldfinger is my number three. Hey!
0: so So at least we're in agreement (laughs) that both of those songs are extremely good bond songs
2: i think yeah i think goldfinger prototype i think adele was she just she did what she needed to do and she made the best modern james bond theme song I think it's been out in 20 years.
0: Well, and it's modern, but it's also, again, it's got so, yeah, many, it's so many classic, classic elements, elements it. in it that it's just so good. And absolutely. The more, and the more I've heard that song, the more I like it. I just think it gets better and better the more I hear it. So, Absolutely. At least, you know, we're only flip-flopped because, I mean, and Goldfinger, I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's Goldfinger.
2: Of course, it's got to be up there. It absolutely does. So, But uh, I'm going to jump to number two. Okay. Um, I have a feeling we might actually be in agreement on number two. Well, you think it is. Well, I, mean, I I see what you're saying. I say, well, I'm going to tell you, mine is Live and Let Die by Paul oh, McCartney and Wings. Okay. 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 That's that's not my number two. Yeah, but- I mean, Sean Connery would have needed headphones to listen to it <laughs> or to not listen to it. Right. But that is my James Bond song. Fair okay? enough. So, when that movie came out I think what 73, right? Heavy mm-hmm. rotation in the 70s on TV. So one right. I remember watching with my grandmother a lot. Yes. I liked Paul McCartney already. My mom liked Paul McCartney cuz she was a girl in the 60s so everything. <laughs> <was, everybody laughs> right. Then. You know um, why you know why uh Live and Let
0: Die did not make that that number for me? Why? Is is because of that stupid little break in the song. <laughs> yes. It just that, I was like, oh,
2: but it because the other part's it, so good. It's but it just relates that one to little... the movie. It relates know, to the movie. I know. How can you say that a song that was written by Paul McCartney wasn't technically fantastic? It's a fantastic song. It's it's <laughs> just that little break in it that I
0: like. I'm like, well, that's not Bond. <laughs> the other part is screaming Bond. It's just that one little bit, like took it,
2: took it down. It, it has it, it, knocked,
0: it knocked it out of the top five for me.
2: <laughs> it has the best integration of horn section in a rock and roll song for James Bond ever.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: But and I'll tell you, you're so,
0: going to be so mad when I tell you what where where I ranked it. I ranked <laughs> it at ten.
2: <laughs> it's in the top ten. I'm I'm okay with that. You see, a little anecdote I will share with you. I had a friend who loved Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. and was telling me about the new Guns N' Roses song. Oh no. Guy. Oh
0: no. Did he really not realize? Oh, it was, it was a she, by the way. Oh, um, she, she really
2: didn't realize that. No, that- no. She, she started going on about how cool the song was. I'm like, it's a James Bond theme song. She's like, what? I'm like, it's a James Bond theme song from like 1973. And she just kind of looked at me like the brain was computing. How could right. Axel Rose have sung a song in 1973? Right. And I'm like.
0: He didn't write the damn song. He didn't write the
2: song or originally sing it. She's like, who did? I said, Paul McCartney in Wings. She's like, Paul McCartney from the Beatles? I'm like, yeah. Well, who's Wings? I'm like, that was his band after the <laughs> Beatles. He did songs after the Beatles? I'm uh, like, for yeah. the For the uh,
0: younger <laughs> listeners of our podcast, um, I'd just like to mention that. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Paul McCartney of the Beatles also had a band called Wings after being in the Beatles. That's right. And they went on to make a lot of good music as well.
2: They did. (laughs) She got so defensive about it. I went out and got my James Bond theme song cassette tape, (laughs) cued it up to live and let die and played it. And she's like, well, that's just a bad copy of Axels. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, wow. it was a bo- it was a bone of contention. I showed her that's where some, it
0: said- that's some stage red denial right there. I know, that is I know
2: it was a bone of contention for us for years. Every time the song would come on, oh, it's that Paul McCartney cover. No, it's not. I'm like, I showed you it said 1973 right here on the copyright, right? You know, I wow. always wanted to take her to a music store that had the sheet music for it. <laughs>
0: To see that it says McCartney,
2: yes, yes. So, yeah, that, that I like to tell that funny story. Um, I'm sure she wouldn't appreciate it. But,
0: uh. Uh, well, uh, my number two is "Diamonds Are Forever" by Shirley Bassey, because okay. for some reason, and again, this is a personal list for me. So it's you know, it's I'm trying not to be overly academic because I think the academic in me would say no way would Diamonds Are Forever be number two. But for me on a personal level, I just, when I think of a Bond theme song, I think of Diamonds Are Forever. It opens on a very like sneaky Bond type vibe. Like Mm -hmm. the dun, 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 -dun. Like it just, it's got that. And then, and then the Shirley just crushes the vocals on it. Like she comes Diamonds, just beautiful, beautiful vocals from Shirley Bassey. And then the, the horns kick in and it just, it it's all, it all works for me. It's, it's for me, Diamonds are, it gets no better than Diamonds are Forever as a, as a Bond song. It just, nice. it just has everything I want in a Bond song. That's sort well, of I, my template. The way that you see Goldfinger okay. as a template. I, I see Diamonds are Forever as that. And the song admittedly is much better than the movie itself.
2: <laughs> I don't know. You really can't go wrong with Jill St. John. That's,
0: well, yeah, <laughs> there is that. Um, and, of course, <laughs> I lost Jason there for a moment. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm back he again. A, he was in a dreamy state right there for a little bit.
2: <laughs> and the two dudes that are the bad guys are great. Oh, yeah. Winton kid. Yeah. Maybe Uncle Sean was getting a little long in the tooth at that point, but still.
0: Well, and he also had his um, phoning it in face on. Yeah, For, well,
2: for, for a good uh, yeah.
0: He's, you he's want there to pay me how much I'm money? <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, all right. I need a house in Spain.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: Well, but, I put uh, Diamonds Are Forever at number 12. Okay. So still fairly high up on the place. Um, yeah. I, I felt it was very derivative of Goldfinger, which is why I would not place it above Goldfinger. Fair enough. Because then all of Shirley Bassey's songs basically sound derivative of Goldfinger because she's Shirley Bassey.
0: Because she's Shirley Bassey, and that's what she does. Shirley Bassey's going to Shirley Bassey. That's right. Well, we would hope. And uh, I get the feeling that we're both on on the same level about the number one. I mean, it kind of has to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, number one kind of has to be the James Bond theme from Dr. No, the original thing, the, the actual James Bond theme of all the movies. Absolutely. I have not heard any song in my entire life more than the James Bond theme. And I still... I'm not tired of it. So Well,
2: I, I may have heard this little star opera thingy a little bit more often than that one. But yeah, it's, <laughs> the, it's the same thing. Uh, it's a song that is instantly recognizable, not only for the character, but for the genre.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. When you
2: hear that, you think spy movie and James Bond. You don't think one or the other. You think both.
0: Yes. And so, it, it's just, if, if that's not your number one forever and ever, I mean...
2: <laughs> you're not a purist.
0: You're not. A, I wouldn't even say a purist. I just don't think you're a fan of James Bond movies because that. Yeah,
2: probably that's not. That's the
0: end all be all of James Bond movies is the actual James Bond theme. So
2: yeah, that, that's that's like saying that uh, "Duel of the Fates" is your favorite song from "A New Hope." <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> they,
2: both, they both scream Star Wars, but one is really more Star Wars than the other one. Yes,
0: is. indeed. <laughs> um, you know, at the beginning of this, when we were first figuring out how to you know, rank everything or whatnot, and I was mentioning the Honor Majesty Secret Service mm-hmm. uh, instrumental theme, the dun, 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 like that one that place is very high if i if i had allowed that on my list that might have been like 6 like cuz okay. i i love the instrumental theme song of honor majesty secret service that theme that song is fucking fantastic i love driving in the car with it <laughs> it's it's great it's absolutely well, lovely
2: Well, I'll tell you what, I I don't think I discussed this with you um, Mm because it sort of came to me while I was doing the list. But I went ahead and ranked them the top five favorites, not just in terms of technical, but but I enjoy listening to. So I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't want to do it, but I I have mine listed already. Well, I'll wing it. I can probably wing it. Okay. Well, so for me, my Uh top five, and I'll run them all through them. You can do yours. And number five was for your eyes only. Okay. Uh, which was uh, actually number eight on my list. For your but, eyes only
0: was oh, that was much further on my down on my list. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> if if Live and Let Die was really that first Bond movie that sealed it for me, for your eyes only was the movie that made me go and hot girls because that brunette is ravishing the movie's kind of ridiculous but it does have an exploding lotus which i I appreciate um i mean it was gonna it was gonna blow up anyway yeah
0: carol bouquet is uh yeah
2: but the song sheena easton oh my gosh i mean it's a slow song but you get just gives you more opportunity to see sheena easton singing the song well yeah there is that too (laughs) It's not a terribly good Bond song, but I love listening to it, right? Yes. So so from that standpoint, it made number five. Number four, Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon. Nobody Does It Better was
0: on my ranking at number seven. Mine too. It was high up there. So,
2: 007. (laughs) There you go. Double. Oh seven, uh, <laughs> I I have I've, I've loved that song forever. I, Carly Simon could sing about eating crackers, and I would listen to it all day long. But that and it's not a terribly Bondy song either. Although uh, with some of the other entries on this list, it's still a good Bond song. And I will I
0: will make a note here. Nobody does it better. Not the name of the movie. No. It's not and but the spy who loved me is in the is in the lyrics. That is true. That's very true. And the spy who like, loved me is in my like top heaven five above movie, me. So the spy who
2: loved me. It's <laughs> keeping all my secrets <laughs> safe tonight. Uh let's see it. Number three, a view to a kill. Yeah. Because it's yes. it's awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. It's so you good. Know? It it definitely did not make it that high in the rankings. Like I said, it was number six, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love that song when it comes on in my Duran Duran Greatest Hits album.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm like,
2: when I'm in the car, it's like, crank it. Yeah, I'm James Bond.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
2: <laughs> and then uh, number two, surprising no one, uh, was also my number two on my list: "Live and Let Die." Yes, not. By Guns N' Roses <laughs> I actually do not Like that version very much because it is so Derivative of Paul's Like you couldn't even do it on your own, Axel. Well, You have Axel, a guitarist over here Come on!
0: Well, and Axl Rose Has such a cackily Kind of voice, the tonal <laughs> when qualities When you were of his,
2: young and your Heart <laughs> yeah, it's Was just, an open book, It's just live and let Live and, die.
0: Live and live <laughs> <die>. <laughs> It's just too much. It's too Axl Rosy. It's just and
2: it's like he took the actual music from the original and pulled all of Paul McCartney's vocals out <laughs> and then put his own in.
0: Yeah. There was it's... no
2: flavor to that remake at all that made it no. sound like a Guns N' Roses song, other than his ridiculous goat voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh goat voice. And number one on my list was number one on my list. Yes. Because of course. How could it not be? How could it not be? I still
0: get excited when I'm in the car and I listen to the James Bond theme. I you still, can't help but drive day, 10 miles an hour faster when that song is playing. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, I'll try and wing it, but if I wing it, I'm going to have to do I'm going to have to go from 1 to 5 because it's going to okay. be hard. It's going to be easier in my brain <laughs> to fun. process that. So number 1 for me would also of course be the James Bond theme because it's just it's just so good and when you're driving in the car it's the shit it's so good um i think number two on my list of most listenable like personal favorites listen in the car type ranking would probably be view to a kill by duran duran it i mean it is just such ear candy it's just there's just Mm -hmm. something about it they just nailed it it came out at a time in my life when I was where I was already listening to Duran Duran at the time. I think right. I was I think I was maybe 12, 12 or 13, somewhere yeah, would, around there. That
2: would be all right. See, View to Kill was your For Your Eyes Only.
0: Yes, to me. Abso- it absolutely was. Like Octopussy was sort of the one that really got me into James Bond. Right. But then View to Kill was right in the that zone. It was that For Your Eyes Only moment that for me
2: right i
0: think number three i'm gonna have to say and you're gonna groan a little when i say this <laughs> i honestly think number three for me is golden eye by tina turner golden
1: there's eye just,
0: there's just something about those opening bass notes that dum, 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 dum. Dum, 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 dum. i'm just like i'm in i'm there i'm ready for it let's go let's do this shit <laughs> love it. Nice. I love, love, love Golden Eye by T. Turner. So that'd be number three. I think this is tough, man. This is really tough. I think on a personal level, I almost want to have a tie. I wish
2: I could have a tie for number four. You can't have a tie. No ties oh, allowed. Oh, man. Flip a quarter in your head.
0: All right. I think number four would have to be live and let die. When it kicks in at the beginning, man, I'm there. I'm there for it. If I'm just driving in the car and I'm not actually watching a Bond movie, I don't mind the, the break in it so much. <laughs> I'm just listening to it as a song. I really like it. So, and I think, I think number five, oh God, this is really tough. I keep scooching down. You know, my name by Chris Cornell. I keep scooching. <laughs> I keep scooching it down. <laughs> and I don't think it would be number five either. As much as like part of me wants to put, you know, my name at number 5 but I think I have to put uh nobody does it better. Okay. Like I just I get really uh I'm not even going to lie. I get a little the now when I listen to nobody does it better because it's basically Roger Moore's theme. And Jerk. like it's like Roger's theme. Like even more so than a Bond theme, it's Roger's theme. And I just I get a little soft, a little squishy, a little squishy. I'm like, I'm, f- I'm fine. I'm, f- I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. You're crying. I, I'm not crying. You're crying. Like when they had, nobody does it better in that stupid DHL ad for, uh, for no time to die. I yeah. got soft just because <laughs> they put that in there.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. Ugh. Should we just run through our list real quick of where we ranked everything or yeah. maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll just and do a We're going to We're going to post these, yeah, um on yeah. our lists. Yeah, we should absolutely so post this. We'll, people we'll can look at them a... and they can they can uh, they can kind of pick on us or, or do whatever they want to do our tens yeah, so of listeners.
0: I'll have to I'll have to figure out where to do that. Maybe I'll do it on the Twitter feed. I'll probably okay. do it on the Twitter feed. So if you go to uh, our account which is CIC SpyPod on uh Twitter, I'll post our official rankings there.
2: Fantastic,
0: and I'll, I'll make sure to also include that in the uh, in the show description, so that in case anyone forgets, it'll be right there for you.
2: <laughs> Outstanding. Well, do you want to go first, or should I go first? Uh, why don't you go first? Go ahead. Okay. Well, starting at number twenty-five, uh, <laughs> nobody nobody surprised by this one at all. Uh, "Writings on the Wall" by Sam Smith from Spectre. Uh, number twenty-four, "Die Another Day" by Madonna. Number 23, The Living Daylights. Ah, ah. Uh, number 22, License to Kill, Gladys Knight. Number 21, From Russia With Love, Matt Monroe, Missing an E. Uh, number 20, We Have All the Time in the World on Her Majesty's Secret Service. It's like one wow. whole title. Wow. Um, yeah, by Louis Armstrong. No would, I- place. Louis Armstrong has no place in a Bond uh, movie at all. I love him, but no. No, no. Uh, number 19, The Man with the Golden Gun, Lulu. Come yeah. On. yeah. Uh, number 18, It's an All-Time High by Rita Coolidge. All-Time Low. <laughs> That's what I put as my little bit of start. All-Time Low is a better title, I think. Uh, number 17, Tomorrow Never Dies by Sheryl Crow. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Number 16, You Know My Name by Chris Cornell from... Casino Royale, I put down here, Chris, you can never be Tom Jones. No one but Tom Jones can Can be be Tom Tom Jones. Jones. (laughs) Uh, Number 15, GoldenEye by Tina Turner. Gladys Knight called. She wants a redo with this song, please. Uh, (laughs) Number 13, Another Way to Die from Quantum of Shoelace uh, by Jack White and Alicia Keys. Catchy but not terribly Bondy. The notes say, mm. uh, "Number twelve, diamonds are forever." Shirley Bassey, mm. derivative of Goldfinger, but still a good one from the true one true Bond voice. Indeed, and Jill Saint John. Anyway, <laughs> number number eleven, "No Time to Die" by Billy Eilish, uh, the, <laughs> the creepiest Bond song, but she nails it. She does nail it. Number 10, You Only Live Twice, Nancy Sinatra. I don't like this song in general purposes, but the the bridge on it made it into a Robbie Williams song called Millennium, where he plays the Roger Moore, James Bond. Watch the video. It is fantastic. And the song is pretty good, too. I'll have to check that out. (laughs) But that's the only part I like is that little part where they'd into that. Uh, <laughs> number nine, The World Is Not Enough by Garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put in here. Cheryl Crow, Take Heed. This is how you sing a Bond song in the 90s. Right? Right. Absolutely. You would think that that band would not have been able to do a James Bond song that was actually pretty damn good.
0: Dude, I, I'll, well, I'll listen to anything that Shirley Manson sings because. That's
1: right, fair. That's fair. Yeah.
0: Shirley Manson. Shirley Manson.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, on that note, uh, (laughs) number eight, Fear Eyes Only by Sheena Easton. I'll listen to anything that Sheena Easton sings because. Sheena Easton. (sighs) (sighs) Sheena Easton. Um, No, uh, number seven, Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon, Mm -hmm. um, only because it wasn't Bondi enough. Yeah, I agree. It's a fantastic song. But not very Bondy, yeah. But very seventies, and a good song from the seventies, regardless. Yeah. Um, number six, a view to a kill, for all the reasons we've already discussed. Duh. And then, of course, we had the top five we already know. Number five by Thunder, Thunderball by Tom Jones. Number four, Skyfall by Adele. Number three, Goldfinger, Shirley Bassey, and in my best Casey Kasem at number two. <laughs> Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney and (laughs) Wings. And finally, on America's Top 40, the number one song in America, the James Bond theme song from Dr. No by John Barry and Monty Norman. (laughs) Wow,
0: what a list. We'll be back with Ben's in just a moment.
2: We're going to have our long-distance dedication right when he comes back.
0: (laughs) All right. So now I'll kick into mine real quick, and all right, try, as we're doing the speed round here. Uh, so number twenty-five, "Writing's on the Wall" by Sam Smith. Uh, yeah, terrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, twenty-four, "All Time High" by Rita Coolidge for all the reasons I stated earlier. Uh, Twenty-three, "The Man with the Golden Gun" by Lulu. <sighs> uh, Twenty-two, "Tomorrow Never Dies" by Cheryl Crow. Should have just been singing about bottles of Bud. Or something, I don't know. Uh 21 license to kill by Gladys Knight for all the reasons we said before. Jason's gonna kill me, but 20 is for your eyes only by Sheena Easton. It's just it's just not up there for me. It just isn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> number 19, and you're really gonna hate this. Number 19 is die another day by Madonna.
1: I'm <laughs> gonna die another day.
0: <laughs> Number 18, uh, Moonraker by Shirley Bassey. Uh, it's it's fine. It's Shirley Bassey, but it's just kind of uninspired Shirley Bassey. Um, 17, The World Is Not Enough by Garbage. Good song. Just there were other songs I felt were better. Um, 16, Another Way to Die by Jack White and Alicia Keys. The reason this isn't much higher up on the list is because of <laughs> Alicia Keys, to be quite honest, when she it feels like she's singing off key in that moment when they, when they're trying to harmonize in that one part of the song, it just ruins it for me. Could you say she
2: was singing off keys?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why? Yes, that would be accurate. Um, you know, and I think I might've actually even read that, that they didn't really get along too well. And that that song was sort of a shit show as far as production goes anyway. And that was also during the time that when Quantum of came out, there was a writer's strike and everything about that movie was sort of kind of rushed and messed up and not great. So doesn't surprise me. Um, okay. Number 15, uh, you only live twice by Nancy Sinatra. Incredibly not Bondian for me to me. Um, hmm. But It's certainly not as bad as (laughs) the man with a golden gun or all time high.
2: So (laughs) I think I think they got stuck in the the Asian flair of the movie with it and tried to kind of tailor the song that way. I think if they would have avoided
0: that pitfall, it would have been it could have been much better because it's Nancy Sinatra. That's the other part of it. Not like she can't sing or something. Yeah. I mean, those boots are made for walking. Damn
2: it. Yeah, but um, apparently they weren't made for singing James Bond songs.
0: <laughs> apparently not. You're gonna really hate my number fourteen. Okay, the, Li- the Living Daylights by Aha. Nah. <laughs> because I kind of find that song listenable just because I'm an '80s. I grew up in the '80s, so
2: I like everything Aha does except for that song.
0: <laughs> well, so
2: I'm with you, but I just right. I don't like the song at all. I really don't.
0: Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, 13, No Time to Die by Billie Eilish. Uh, number 12, which is, again, the dividing line. I feel like between 12 and 13, there's actually a very large gap in my how I see all these songs. Like anything at 12 or above, I really highly rate. So all these 12 and up are golden for me, no matter where they're ranked. So Thunderball by Tom Jones is number 12. 11, You Know My Name by Chris Cornell. I was in high school and college in the 90s, and Chris Cornell was was the man. His vocals are amazing. Not Tom Jones amazing, arguably, but, you know. Uh, Number 10, Live and Let Die by Wings. Number nine, you're going to hate this one, too. Um, We Have All the Time in the World by Louis Armstrong. I just have kind of a soft spot for it. Again, some of these are sentimental favorites. Number eight. Number eight, From Russia with Love by Matt Monroe. <laughs> without, six, a knee. without an E. Without an E. Number seven, Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon. Number six, Golden Eye by Tina Turner. And then the ones we already know. Number five, View to a Kill by Duran Duran. Number four is Goldfinger. Number three is Skyfall. Number two is Diamonds Are Forever by Shirley Bassey. The quintessential. And of course, the... Most quintessential, of course, number one, the James Bond theme.
2: Indeed. Br- got to stop there.
0: I know. <laughs> Copyrights and all that. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> Just stop. Stop it now. Stop so, it. You've got to zip it. Well, that's that's that. Um,
2: man, good lists. Good lists. Good lists. Normally, indeed. I hate lists. This was a good and list, this, though, and this, these were good lists. I like this yes, good list. Yes, this was a this was not a uh,
0: a knock list or any other. No, sort. no. <laughs> oh, you know what would the... be funny?
2: A knock list would be like number one.
0: <laughs> As Jason knocks on his microphone. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you know, I was hoping the audio would work. Clearly, it did not. Um, but uh, damn you, <laughs> Zoom for trying to improve our audio. <laughs> you could just cut that out and post. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I will fix it in post like everything else I do in my life.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would make you a post-operative, would it not? Oh, yes. Why, yes, indeed. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my. So, uh,
0: yeah. If you agreed or disagreed with either one of our lists or wanted to drop your own list to us, we are always looking for listener interaction to tell us how you like the podcast or for a ranking of all 25 bond songs is crap. If you want to tell us it's crap, please do.
2: Or, Feel free. or tell, us, tell we're, us we're crappy all the time. Or
0: tell us we're geniuses,
2: whatever or you that Or that. People what, tell us we're geniuses all the time. That's right. So crappy you can, geniuses. <laughs> so you can reach us
0: at cicdeaddrop at gmail.com. You can uh, follow us on the Instagram at uh, Central Intelligence Cinema, uh, spaced by underscores on Twitter, where we will post our lists at CIC Spy Pod. So, uh, yes, please come and interact with us. We are back in effect after our, our little hiatus here. We are ready to hit the ground running. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, lots of good reviews coming, coming your way. I think January is going to be very fruitful for us. That's I just agree.
2: Great. A new year. January of 2022 is going to be the time when the CIC podcast gets back into the undisclosed location and starts doing the shit you want us to do. That's damn right.
0: Uh, but Hey, if you enjoy this episode or any other episode by uh, the CIC, please stop by uh, either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast and please give us a glowing five-star review so that that way our show gets seen faster. When people search for stuff, silly stuff like this. And then we can Absolutely. continue to try and build the brand. Oh, hey, you know what? I know this is late in the game, and we're we're doing all our promo shit or whatever. I have to I have to just say one thing real quick, since it's timely and this is an Intel report, and I'm talking about current event type shit. Okay. So, so i had I had a tweet that I sent out on behalf of the podcast that gained some traction that I was surprised about, and uh, you'll want to say something about this, I think, because um, I know you have your own opinions about this. Now, I did, I will mention that at the end of my post, I put in parentheses, Ben. So people know that it was me who made this statement. I always, whenever, I, you? whenever I state an opinion, <laughs> whenever I state an opinion that's personal, I try and include, I try and include my name in parentheses at the end. So it doesn't Represent the both of us. It just represents me.
2: The ideas and views uh, expressed by Ben Esslinger may or may not have <laughs> any relevance <laughs> to his co-host Jason Greenberg. <laughs> That's
0: right. But uh, I put a a little tweet out there saying that um, I still maintain that by the time Eon get their act together and have a plan and a script for a new Bond film, that Nicholas Holt will fit the role to an absolute T because by the in 3 years from now which is about what everybody is sort of guessing is when the bond train is probably going to start rolling again. Nicholas Holt is going to be 35 years old. The man is 6 foot 3. He's mm-hmm. he's not, you know, jacked up the way Daniel Craig is or anything, but he is muscular and he is a physical actor and the fact that he's so tall and just he's a good-looking dude, chicks I think he's cute and he's a good actor. I've been watching him on uh, the Great. Yep. He, yep. I think he's really
2: funny on that. Um, I think you see, I think he's been phenomenal in the X-Men movies. I yeah. mean, it's hard to be a good actor with a bunch of blue fur glued to your face, but that's right. You know, he's, he's pulled it off and uh, I loved him in fury road. Yeah. I mean, this yeah, character wasn't super <laughs> developed, but you got, you got the thing from chaos bringer, to, yeah, I'm going to help you all out pretty good. So, yeah. so
0: yeah, that yeah. so so I put a little thing out saying that I really think that he's a really 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 good option for for playing Bond in the future, and uh, I I got a, a probably ninety five percent positive response to it. I had a sure. couple people that were like, yeah, but what about Henry Cavill, and yeah, and what about you know who else, and which I mean is to be expected. I mean, Henry Ca- Henry Cavill is. You know, the obvious choice because he's Henry Cavill. But I also think uh, he's going to I also think he's going to be busy. And I agree. And he's, you know, again, there's that time
2: never stops. Keep ticking away, man. I could tell you right now it isn't going to be anybody we know. Probably so we can we can prognosticate all we want. But exactly. <laughs> they've made a habit of kind of going other than Pierce Brosnan of really kind of going with relatively unknown people, particularly in the U.S. Indeed, um, indeed. And I think Nicholas Holt would be an excellent and inspired choice. Um, but I think he might be too big by the time we get to that point. That's, that's you know? a good, yeah. So I, I feel like we're going to get somebody that you've seen in a movie with seven other people you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
2: that's going to be your James <laughs> Bond. Right. Because that's how I felt with Daniel Craig. Right. He was in all these movies. And I'm like, oh, shit, he was in that. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and Pierce Brosnan, he had been such a front runner for so long. It was almost like a foregone was conclusion a was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But Timothy Dalton, who? Right. That dude from Flash Gordon? What? <laughs> um, and Roger Moore may have been the most famous person to play him in England. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean. But outside of England? Yeah. You know, and of course, Sean Connery at the time wasn't really much of anybody either.
0: No, I mean he was more known for being a bodybuilder at the time than yeah, he was for being, than he was for being an actor. So
2: yeah, so I don't. I feel like they're going to continue that trend. Go with the person nobody expects. Generate the media buzz. A blonde bond. Come on, you know,
0: <laughs> get over it.
2: <laughs> and you know, there there still remains the the possibility that they're particularly now with Amazon involved with MGM and whatnot mm-hmm. of you know them choosing an actor of color. Or trying to go another direction that That way as well. That guy from Bridgerton, I think he could do it for sure. I, if he wasn't so popular, I would say absolutely yes, right off the bat.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you want somebody that's like totally unknown,
2: absolutely or relatively unknown.
0: Yeah, because that guy, every 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 female with a pulse knows who that guy from Bridgerton is. And I'm sorry (laughs) that I
2: can't say his name because I don't really remember it. I don't remember it
0: either. Having had to
2: watch Bridgerton. Sorry, I just had to remember I had to actually watched that. Uh, having had to watch Bridgerton, he he might be the most Roger Moore esque Bond that you could possibly find if you wanted to go back to a Roger Moore style Bond.
0: He is producing the Saint right now.
2: I mean, did you he know a, that
0: he's going to? I did in know. A new, I did
2: know that. I did yeah. know that because he's pretty. Yeah, exactly. And Roger Moore was pretty. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's how we go. We go gritty, pretty, gritty. Pretty, pretty. We need
0: another pretty. We do need another pretty. We just had our 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 more than
2: fair share of gritty. It's time oh, for absolutely it's, it's time for pretty again. <laughs> Make Bond pretty again. Let's do a hashtag. <laughs> Make Bond pretty. See what kind of traction that gets on Twitter. Oh God! Oh dear God! No.
0: (laughs) Anyway, please interact with us on Twitter. I'm yes. I try and stay active on Twitter, and uh, I think we have more Twitter followers than podcast listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to all you Twitter people out there who aren't listening, get to it. Get to it, indeed. We've got we're twenty some episodes deep. Damn it. Anyway. That sounded uncomfortable.
2: (laughs) Not really. Yeah, I think we've kind of overstayed our welcome at this point. We really have. We really have. Let's... uh, Maybe we should just say the thing we say when the podcast is over. All right. Well, with that, I'm Ben. And I'm Jason. And the CIC
0: will return with more missions, more martinis, and
2: more mayhem.